What's up, guys? Welcome back to Mission Accomplished. My name is Michelle. I'm Garrett, and today we are going to be talking about failure. <laughs> yes, we're going to be diving in deep on failure, and specifically with us, what it feels like when you put your heart and soul into something that you believe in, in our case, maybe a YouTube video, and it doesn't perform well. Or you work really hard on a project and nobody watches it, nobody sees it. What do you do? However, first let's do some life updates. So, Michelle, this episode is going up Wednesday. You're probably watching this on Wednesday. What is happening tomorrow? Tomorrow I am competing in my final challenge for I Trained Like a Professional Gamer. For the past several weeks, some of you guys know this already, I have been training like a professional Fortnite player with the Genji professional esports team. If you didn't know, Michelle has been streaming on Twitch all week. And yeah, I just started last week streaming on Twitch. Before then, it was just me by myself behind this computer over there. I'm flying in from behind. Oh! Oh my god, yeah! And if you don't know that, that means you've missed all of those streams. But hey, it's okay because <laughs> oh God. you'll be able to watch the stream most likely happening today. There's probably going to be a stream. Yeah, on Wednesday. And tomorrow you can catch the final competition You can actually watch the live. tournament. You'll know the end of the challenge accepted episode before you even see it happen. So pretty cool. Yeah, but still watch the challenge accepted episode. God. Yeah, but hey, so we've been enjoying streaming. I think streaming has been something. It's been a great pick me up. I, I got to say. I so love it. Training for this episode has been really difficult for me mentally in a lot of ways because I love doing a lot of the challenges we do because they're very physical. And so, you know, just like working out by the end, you, you feel really good in your body and you feel like you've just like have that primal sense of I've accomplished something today. Video game training, esports training is a different type of exhaustion. It's very mental. Um, and unlike the other challenges I've done, I've never, I, I don't have like any background in this at all. Like guys, I, I, I've played one video game through in my entire life. And it was the SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom on GameCube. And I only did that because I was trying to impress some guy in middle school and he was work? not impressed no oh it it hardcore failed it impresses me well thank you but i haven't i i wasn't i was never good at smash i never owned an n64 or anything and i mean our even in our relationship usually you just play video games and i do something else when you're playing them but now we can play video games together which is really fun can you how how has that been for you having another thing that we can do together like that I love playing Fortnite together. Um, some people have asked, like, why did you choose Fortnite over other games? I, I did it because they said I should do it. I don't know. Like, I didn't. Who's they? Jinji. Okay. Jinji yeah. recommended that I do Fortnite. We were kind of between Warzone and Fortnite. The but big thing is there was a tournament coming up for Fortnite. There were some other games. However, we decided that this would be the most accessible for people. Um, a lot of people play Warzone, but not everybody has seen Call of Duty or heard of Call of Duty. Um, 
I think a lot of people, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I I guess specifically (laughs) Warzone, but Fortnite is such a big name in gaming that even... I think they both are, honestly. They they both are. I think there was this It was really just more that there was a tournament for Fortnite and... Well, Warzone happens the week after. Because it's like, yeah. Okay, I should have done Warzone, I guess. But anyways, we did Fortnite Maybe Warzone's next. Maybe Warzone's next. We could do both. Why not both? both? (laughs) Um, We did Fortnite because we did it. And it is the only game I play. I mean, people come on the stream and they're like, oh, can you play Warzone? Can you play Sea of Thieves? I have no idea. I only know how to do one at this point. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been really fun. And the streams have been great because I've just been grinding behind my computer. Like literally, guys, I'm doing drills. I'm doing warm-ups. As, like, just the same as a, as a very physical challenge accepted. I'm doing the same thing. I hydrate, I I stretch my hands, I ice my hands, I do warm-ups to pa- practice different keybinds and patterns, and then I just play a ton of games. It's so similar to a, I don't want to say regular sport, but any other sport. A non-e-sport. A non-e-sport that, I mean, it's very, very similar. Um, and it's a grind. Like, I just sit at my computer and play for like three or four hours by myself. And now that we have implemented streaming, it's been so fun because you guys, the stream community that we have garnered somehow, it's small, but it's amazing. I love it so much. I mean, I feel like I know a lot of the people in the chat now because there are people who come every single day. Shout out to our mods, Falaron and Tessa. Tessa, who keep our chat clean. <laughs> clean. Clean chat. And it's been really fun to play with you and Christina and we've also been playing with Luke from Karma. <laughs> we got the Karma kids involved. We play Fortnite <laughs> with Luke. And it's it's just been really fun. Like we look forward to it every single day because it's it's just such a fun activity and I'm glad we added it in. I was really nervous about it because it, I've never done Twitch. It's a whole new platform that I'm n- nervous about. I was nervous about like am I going to be entertaining to watch for 4 hours? I mean our videos are half an hour long, and I think that's pretty long already. Um, but it, I've loved it so far. It's been really therapeutic, and I feel like it's definitely a different part of me that we haven't shared, or I haven't shared too much. So follow us on Twitch uh, to follow along with the shenanigans that occur yeah, over there. Yeah, and potentially see the tournament tomorrow if you want. It's going to be awesome. So now let's dive into the main topic of today's episode, failure so specifically we are going to start and who knows where this will go but we are going to start with failure with our own videos and our own careers and what a what what does that look like i have some questions that i'm just gonna to start things off if that's fine yeah and i i also just want to say i think it's important for us to reflect and acknowledge failure i think it's important for anybody to do um but it's not fun all the time. I mean, I think I think I'm gonna cringe at a lot of the stuff we're gonna talk about today, and I think that's good. That's good for us. Um, we need to do this. When was the last time you felt failure with a YouTube video release? YouTube is uh, it's it's a really tough animal. I feel failure every single day on YouTube. Not gonna lie, and and that's not me like sugarcoating it, Garrett. You know. Every single day I have some crisis about am I failing? Am I failing as a YouTuber? I think the most recent thing I felt about it is 
uh, our recent episode of Challenge Accepted, the one about me hosting Karma. So why did you view that as a failure? So it's it's not like a flop video. It's not a failure. But our Challenge Accepted videos, which only come out once every one or two months, take us so long to make. I mean, you guys know this. We've talked about it so much. They're expensive. And this one in particular took almost a year to produce. I mean, we filmed Karma almost a year ago at this point. It's July now. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, and when you put your heart and soul into something, you hope for that million view milestone. I mean, there there's no beating around the bush about it. Like, that that's the goal. And it's a goal for a variety of reasons. It's a goal because, you know, when you hit, at least on our channel, when you hit around that number of views, we've reached a new audience. Usually we can see subscriber growth. And then you see a return on the investment. Even if it's not like we recoup the benefits financially necessarily, it's very hard to do on Challenge Accepted, specifically with just AdSense. But you sense like we spent so many months doing this thing and it's paid off in the sense of the number of people I wanted to see it saw it (laughs) and we grew our audience. New people know about us now. So because the reality tv host episode of challenge accepted didn't hit a certain amount of views in a certain amount of time that has made you view it as not a complete failure but a version of a failure it's one of those moments when i think to myself like dang man really and it's hard because um sometimes the videos that you put the most effort and love and care into don't get the most views and something i struggle with with that is do people like me for me or do they only like me when I do certain videos? And when I see other creators put up specific videos or just like behind the scenes on this or a day in my life on this thing and it gets so many million views and when I try to do something similar um, in my own way, it doesn't. It makes me feel like I, as a personality, am not interesting enough to watch or to share. So it becomes more personal. It becomes very personal on YouTube. And that's that's why I feel like it's um, a bit different than having a startup or a business with a product associated with it, though. But we are selling a product. Yeah. So you can look at it that yeah, way. Yeah. But it's, but, it's but even I worse, I feel, when your, it's your face. Yeah, your, your brand, your and personal brand. And if people brand. don't want to click on my face. Mm-hmm. Oh, like what an ego hit that is. Now, granted, I am so grateful for everyone who did click on the video. Like, wow. I think it's about 300,000 people have watched it at this point. I'm not going to, like, I'm. let me be very clear. I am not upset about that at all. I'm like so grateful because when you release something different, like I know that the, the behind the scenes of Karma was a different type of challenge accepted. We're taking a little bit of risk. You, I mean, five people could watch it at this point. I don't know. <laughs> And I'm so grateful to the people who did in the comments are so, so wonderful. But every time you kind of hope for that little bit of like, ah, I just really hope that we reach a new audience or grow a little bit, you know? Yeah. And it's a really hard thing. Like even talking about it now, I, I hate how I sound talking about it because the privilege of having the audience we do is so wonderful. And I think the reason I feel so much frustration at times about it is I feel like I have failed that audience if they don't want to 
watch my content anymore. They they have put a lot of faith in me by subscribing, by turning on notifications, by uh, allowing me to occupy their news feed. And when I deliver something that isn't interesting or worthy of being in the news feed, uh, I feel like I have failed them and I have failed our team in a way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I also see a lot of creators lately uh, disappointed in their view counts. And some some of that I can understand for sure. And some of that I have experience with, let's say like at BuzzFeed. We were putting out so much content. Sometimes something would go viral and sometimes it would completely flop. And you kind of build a muscle at BuzzFeed or when you're in that environment of this video could fail. Okay, we'll move on. Um, but also that's easier to do when a company is paying for it versus we're paying for it. People's livelihoods rely on us. Now, this is me going way too far off the deep end, obviously. I don't, I don't think it's going too far. I mean, yeah, the, those, those failures are not hitting a certain number mm-hmm. directly affects your business, not just your ego, but your ability to provide for your employees and also you can think of it from a career legacy standpoint you know so i think yeah yeah i think there's a lot of pressure on youtube that you are only as good as your last video oh that's interesting i could see that i could see people really yeah like, like when you, you like have when you go to a channel o- i'm gonna be i'm gonna be yeah. so honest here when you go to a new channel the first thing i think everyone does this you look at how many views are their videos getting and if there is a video that you have zero interest in, like whatsoever, but it has 10 million views, part of you is going to be like, wait, why did 10 million other people click on this? Okay, maybe I'll click on that. So I think the views, it's its a badge. I mean, there's a reason the view count is right next to the title of the video, which sucks. And I appreciate on the, the TV app for YouTube, you can't see view counts as easily because you're then... The audience is judging is judging the piece by the thumbnail and the title, which are controlled by the creator. Um, but on the website, um, the mobile app, like when that numerical level of popularity is right next to the thumbnail and title that the artist created, it's almost like that in and of itself shows the importance the audience places on it. Each time you do a video that you would consider underperforming, so let's also take, for example, the Fire Academy video. Uh, I think also one of our better challenges. However, when we released it, it severely underperformed. Well, yeah, why don't we unpack firefighting? So firefighting had a really interesting trajectory because when we first released it, it did, like, fine. A couple hundred thousand views in a week, I want to say. And I want to just put in perspective right now, the network TV reality host episode of Challenge Accepted is doing worse in its third day of release than Fire Academy. Yeah. Just to put in perspective right. for people what like listening. And uh, YouTube suppressed the ads on it um, because there is a scene in the video where we discuss and showcase a scenario of um, rescuing victims from an active shooter scenario. And this was frustrating because I wanted to show that because 
it's a part of what firefighters do and people need to know that they handle some crazy stuff beyond going in a burning building right running running into an active yeah. shooting situation as an officer with a weapon is one thing running into that situation as a firefighter without a weapon they don't have any weapons is another thing yeah and it's it's very scary it's very intense so part of me understood like okay maybe this is too intense to have on youtube but i emailed them and um you know they they told me like we're gonna have to suppress this and that's a really hard thing when you want to tell the honest story of someone's profession and community and the video is suppressed for that um what's really strange is that months later they ended up removing the suppression and then the video has over 2 million views now like just out of mm-hmm. out of nowhere and it was strange that they pushed back on us when i brought it up um but then kind of quietly removed it later i don't know if that was like a bot or something um but it was definitely bizarre i mean i'm obviously grateful now that more people have seen it and can watch it um and obviously all of this is like i'm not going to deny the tie to my ego about all of it i'll never deny that i mean yeah it feels good to get views on a video but also i think there's like an added level of disappointment when i feel like there is a community of people um wanting to be seen and heard like the the firefighter community who who need to be seen and heard for the amazing work they do and if we don't reach a certain view count or something i feel like i've i failed them in a certain way and I feel a little bit of that with the Karma episode because I love the show so much and I believe in it um, as a really amazing body of content that was created by an incredibly group of peop- incredible group of people and highly diverse cast that I just want the world to know about it. Um, and it's really hard when I feel like I have almost like failed the show in a way. Um, karma, if I'm, mean, yeah, yeah, karma, um, if I'm being completely honest, because I, I mean, there's also this added pressure of when you are brought on as a social media person into the traditional space, even though there's nothing in my contract that says like, you have to get us so many new viewers on the platform or anything like that. There's right, nothing because, like that. Because you weren't hired to be an influencer. No, host. I was hired you to were host. Hired to host. You went through the audition process. We talked about that before. So this was just a, a pressure you, an external pressure you put yeah, on yourself I, because you happen to be an influencer. Because right? I know everyone's thinking it. Right. Everyone's thinking, oh, good. We have this person who can hopefully get more views on our thing. And and if I if I can't deliver on that, which, which I don't know. I mean, there could be a lot of people who have gone to see Karma because of, of uh, the promotion we've done and whatnot. I, I have no real way of knowing that. So I think I am um I think I put a lot of unrealistic pressure on myself mm-hmm. with anything um whether it's YouTube or otherwise. And I'm definitely a person that focuses a lot on my failures more than my accomplishments and that I don't know this it um is something I want to change and have been working on a lot. So let's talk about turning these failures and use in, in making failures or turning them into positives instead of negatives. So what is something 
that uh, give me any failure that you've had maybe in the past six months or that we've had and uh, is there anything that you've learned from a specific failure and how you turn it into a positive i think something that i learn every time we put up a video we love and maybe it doesn't reach that numerical ego goal is that you have to learn and also let go so we look at the data we look at everything we take the education we can from it sometimes we don't know what that is until months later and then let go i love the videos we've made and i loved the firefighter video even before it had a million views on it which took months um and youtube releasing the suppression on it i and i have to remind myself why am i doing this you know am, am i doing this for views i have to in some sense of the word to keep the business going <laughs> um but why am i really doing it and i'm doing it to inspire and, and motivate other people and to create art that i would have wanted to see growing up and if i've done that then then in a lot of ways i've accomplished what i set out to do so we learn you know maybe it was the title maybe it was a thumbnail how can we improve and there have been times when we change a thumbnail and the video takes off all of a sudden um and those are valuable lessons to learn i mean those are simple changes to be made i don't quite know what the learning is for this specific video but i'm excited to learn what it is so i can grow and be better at what i do i mean i think that there are there are other creators who have this amazing blessing but also curse of anything they put up gets millions of views and while that sounds so amazing um like i i wish that was the case with us i'm also grateful because what has happened on the channel is we know we have to just keep pushing every single time and it, it makes the content better. So I'm really grateful for that. At least I'm trying to be. I'm really trying <laughs> in yeah, therapy. <laughs> similar to what JD was talking on our last episode of the podcast, yeah. which is, you know, we're never going to be, we, we are always proving ourselves, you know, we're never going to be satisfied. And, you know, all great artists, I think, go through something similar. It's like what you make is never good enough and you always have to keep keep one up in yourself every time you make a new episode that's something that it's the thrill of the chase um or the thrill of the hunt that's what i like with challenge accepted is every time we release an episode we try to one up with production value or with the type of footage we get the interviews we're able to get um and that's been really really exciting mm -hmm. to get to to get to do yeah and i'm so grateful for people who stick around for the new experimental content i mean what a blessing that is does the fear of failure ever scare you away from doing specific episodes or episode ideas like if you know it's not going to perform well and i know there's the idea of oh well if it doesn't perform well we won't make as much money which will hurt us to make the next episode that's a financial fear but just does the f fear of just failure in general scare you about certain ideas yeah absolutely i think it scares everybody from anything mm -hmm. um I feel it extra, I think, because I, I heard this somewhere, boys are taught to play, girls are taught to be perfect. I definitely feel that. Um, frequently. <laughs> I have 
I, I mean, I look to specific points in my childhood and growing up when I, you know, celebrate, you, you celebrate being in um, a certain teacher's class because you know from upperclassmen that that, cl- that teacher is nicer and easier than the other teacher who teaches the same class, who might be way more strict and difficult. Um, and I mean, that's, that's just with anything in life, but like, I feel like maybe I should have just been celebrating, I'm, I'm getting to learn this stuff regardless, you know? Um, or, or you do something for a line on a resume and not because you're fully there with it. Now, I feel like at this point, very blessed to accept things into my life that only bring positive energy and fulfillment. But I mean, for a lot of my life, there was a lot of, I'll do this to get me to the next place, to get me to the next place so that one day I can do the thing I want kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely like I have to measure failure. I have to measure that when we choose a new video to do because if it doesn't do well then yeah it is a negative return on investment and that's a really difficult thing to balance because I think there are two sides of the spectrum one is only do videos that give views and the other is do the things you're passionate about and the true truth of the matter is you have to do both sometimes I mean you can't and 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 a lot of times it's surprising how often those two ends of the spectrum can fold in on each other and be mutually awesome. Um, Like a video we are passionate about could do very well, um, but you have to be willing to take the risk every single time, whether it's making a video or doing anything in your life or career aspirations. What is the biggest failure for you of your childhood? I think that the biggest failure of my childhood is two things. The first was I definitely wasted a lot of time worrying about what other people thought of me constantly um, and wishing I was somebody I wasn't. I um, I was so frustrated frequently with being different with, with um, having to explain having biracial parents constantly like those those things you know Mm -hmm. um those are things that are really frustrating to me and sometimes i'll let them get to me especially as a kid but i also think that the larger disappointment i have is focusing too much on that side of the spectrum of i have to do this to get from point a to point b and all because i'm passionate about it um i wish i had done a little bit more of pushing myself to the artistic dreams and visions I had. But also, I mean, without doing both, I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's it's difficult to kind of look back and know what to change. This reminds me of a question I just asked Michelle two days ago, I think, while we were, uh, while we were exercising. I think I asked you, what if you woke up uh-huh. right now Right now, you, do this Do this if you're listening. Pretend that you wake up in your bed and it's the first day of high school. Everything that has happened since then was a dream. It's the first day of freshman year. What do you do? 
And I thought to myself, wow, that's a lot of time for me. Like that's a lot of time to have to repeat. And there's this sense of, would you do it all again the same and try to replicate everything you've done exactly the same? Would you try to, you know, change things with the information that you've learned? I think the hardest part is just reliving those years day by day by day by day. And even if you're trying, even if you're making them a better version of what you had in your dream, uh, it's still just monotonous and tedious to do that again and again. Um, so that, that it just reminded me of that, of like, if you went back and tried to change some of those failures, if you would, were to alter I that. Know. I know. I think I've been thinking about that a lot because how would you replicate every single day of your life to end up in the same spot? I don't think it would be possible. I don't think so. I mean, I would be so scared because who knows all the minute butterfly effect things that led me to meeting you or made you who you are. And what if we like slightly changed those things or tr in an effort of trying to make life version two better than life version one, miss out on a lot of things that made life version one awesome. That scares me. And I, I think... If I ever... I, I hope I never wake up and that is the situation. I, I, I don't want to do it again. That would be so annoying. If that happened, would you immediately try to find me like on Facebook or something? No, because imagine me, me reaching out to you being, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but oh, in God. 10 years we get married <laughs> and we do YouTube together and you would be like, well, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I know. I was thinking of the same thing. I would have a really hard time resisting though. But also I think we would be disappointed because I think if we met in high school, we would have not gotten together. It's a funny experiment. What, imagine someone, somebody doing that as a way to pick up somebody is to pretend that Pretend? No, I don't want to talk about pretend. No, I'm saying like imagine if that wasn't the case and someone just reaches out to somebody. It's like kind of like the I'm from the future and I know this will and this will happen. You just sound like a crazy person. But then you would have to say some things that only I would know. But what if everything that had happened was not 100% factual? Like because it is the dream version of the future. Oh my God. So then you can't like predict world events. I guess the yeah, first thing. Yeah, but you could be like. I guess that's really creepy, but you could be like, I know you live here and your sister's name is this. Yeah, I think that will that's hurt really your chances. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think my biggest failure of childhood is that I just played soccer for four years too long. I only played for four years, uh, but... I didn't even know you played for that long. I thought you played for like a month. Didn't enjoy it. Wasn't good at it. Didn't need it. I didn't learn anything from it. I was just bad. You didn't learn anything. I learned from that soccer? I was bad at soccer. Okay, great. Um, funny fact: uh, <laughs> I once, when I was a kid, found out that you could just buy trophies. Obviously, you got to get trophies somewhere. But the idea of oh, I could buy a trophy from an online website, put my name on it, and say that I won anything I wanted, and that's what I did. So I actually bought a three-foot-tall figure skating trophy. I've never told you this. What the heck? I bought a three-foot-tall figure skating trophy. I had my name on it, and it said, like, 1999 men's, like, youth men's figure skating champion, like, runner-up. 
I, I made myself runner up to be a little bit more believable. And I just had it <laughs> sitting in my room. You intentionally made yourself runner up to be more believable. Wow. Yes. And, and this wasn't to impress anyone. This was to, I was going to leave it in my room. And if a friend came over, never mention it just to see if they'd acknowledge it and ask me about it. So you'd be like, oh yeah, I used to, I used to figure skate. It, I don't anymore. Just to be like a weird, like liar. Sup- <laughs> not, it's, liar. I sound, I know I sound like a crazy person when I say <laughs> any of this. I just thought it was funny. I wasn't going to have them believe it. It was just like, oh, haha, it was a joke. What a weird joke. Um, I, I, I liked weird things like that. Anyway, um, so you could just buy any trophy you want and celebrate any accomplishment. I know, once I realized you could buy trophies, I was like, hmm. I guess you can buy anything now. What do you think has been the biggest failure of the past six months for us? And how have we grown from it? I think our biggest failure... I don't... Okay, fine. Say it. I think our biggest failure for the channel week to week is priority... uh, prioritizing what we have to do and time management. Um, I think we do a really bad job at knowing what things need to get done first. For example, this podcast was supposed to be recorded last week and we're recording it like 48 hours before it goes live, Um, which doesn't give me much time to edit this thing. I was ready to go on Friday and then we both decided to rest instead. Oh, I take full responsibility. (laughs) Um, but what really we, big week. what we do often is some email will come in and say, Hey, Michelle and team, we need you to do this thing. Give yeah. us your response. And then we decide, we Oh, we have everything. to drop everything and respond to this email, which is nice. People like that. We are very responsive and quick, but it also is at the expense of other things that are probably more important. For example, we would have been streaming for the challenge, you know, the video game challenge, except the episode way sooner. If we were prioritizing the correct things, we kept putting it off yeah. and now the tournament comes up and like we're, you know, we were two weeks before the tournament before you, mm-hmm. when you started streaming, which I think is too late. Um, so there, there are things like that, that I think we could do better at. And I think those failures lead us to missed opportunities or missed, uh, we, we miss the opportunity to have optimal success at certain things because of that i also think that something i uh, fail at i guess is assigning success or failure to something before it has completed its course for example even with this karma video you know this behind the scenes video first of all again very grateful for all the views it has gotten and all the people who have watched um but it's only been up for a few days and in my head, like, I, I freak out five minutes in if it's not mm-hmm. on the trajectory of video X, Y, or Z. 300,000 people, that's still a stadium full of people when you think about it. That's, that's a, lot crazy. Of, a lot of eyeballs. I know. Yeah, and um, I think I, I, I fail with comparison, comparing myself to other people that I look up to um, who's – subscriber to view count ratios are consistent or always above this um i fail with that and and then again with this video i mean several of our videos have picked up months later down the line just like firefighting so first of all it shouldn't matter like it should shouldn't matter if this video flatlines at a certain view count and that's that 
one thing we like to do in Challenge Accepted is make sure that we show your struggle and failure within each episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is that important? Showcasing failure in the Challenge Accepted episodes is really important to me because it's always the biggest point of growth within the story we're telling. It also humanizes whatever profession, community, or lifestyle we're showcasing. Um, A lot of the communities we enter are ones that are heralded in the community and um, uh, you know shown in one way and by showing the human difficult element or my failures throughout attempting to do the thing it, it really showcases the level of difficulty it takes to be a regimented put together marine or whatever it may be I, I um, you know, it's, it's always hard to showcase the struggle. I mean, even for this gaming video, for example, Garrett has been on me like, vlog when you don't want to get online and play Fortnite for four hours. Vlog about that. And it's difficult. It's difficult to admit failure to something. It's difficult to be like, oh, I just don't feel like doing this thing today and I'm, I'm going to do it anyways. Um showcasing myself looking bad i feel like i've gotten used to it at this point i don't know how you do it because (laughs) when i you know even did my extreme body makeover episode i had a really hard time showing failure um because i feel like i I wasn't letting me down but i was letting the you down or the audience down i was watching it they're like what's the point what's interesting i know how those are the those are the parts of the videos that inspire people the most and because it, they, yeah. you can watch it and think, I've experienced what Garrett's going through. I agree with that. You just, when you're going through it, as you know, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like, oh, this it's was like a bust. It's 2020, you know. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. Hard to see when you're in it. And I applaud you for doing that over and over and over again because, man, that would wear me down. Oh, you know what? This is all making me think about I. A lot of our episodes, all of our episodes are based in some sort of fear. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, what is that community lifestyle or profession where we could explore the fear of failure a little more head on? I, I guess that's all of them. That, that's all of them, you know. Nobody, it's gotten me yeah. thinking about that because we're trying to experiment and figure out what the next one is. I think failure really comes into play with professions that are about working really hard and studying for a specific thing. And if you can't even pass that thing, you don't even get to do the profession. For example, being a lawyer and having to take the bar. Or a doctor. Or a doctor. Those and not being able to pass that test to even begin your true training or profession or your career to really begin to start working in that world, that one's tough, I think. I think there's definitely an element of that. With paramedic you know i want to be a paramedic and help people but what if i fail what if i yeah when you're responsible for people's lives for sure that comes into play yeah i mean those types of professions can have zero room for error like that's like you don't mess that up <laughs> us complaining or i should say me you know talking about oh we didn't get so many views on a video that's one thing but like you make a mistake even you're a paramedic or a doctor or a nurse or something 
That is a human life. Something I, I think about a lot is the quote, everything you want is on the other side of fear. And I feel like there's also a corollary to that, which is everything you want is also on the other side of failure. Um, falling down and, and getting back up. So you will be doing I Train Like a Professional Skateboarder? Oh my god. I, I really want to see that episode. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> um, and wait, you're afraid to do it. Why? Because? Oh my god. Because I could actually get hurt. Okay, well that's fair. But specifically real, it was falling real. down a lot. I mean, I did that in ice skating, but I think it's it's different on concrete. Is but it? I don't know. You get pads. You don't get pads in figure skating. Hmm. I bought them, but I didn't use them. Weren't allowed. My coach told me to buy them. I did, and then we never used them. I really want to do skateboarding so we can get Tony Hawk as your coach. Oh, my God. I want to meet Tony Hawk. That would be so much fun. I think that episode... Guys, let us know what you think about skateboarding. I know we've asked you this before, and uh, I'm just going to keep bringing <laughs> it up until it every everyone's time. 100% on board. Well, to hop back, uh, you know, karma as an actual as the actual show on hbo from what i see is getting really great reception people are watching it people are loving it um regardless if our you know bts challenge accepted video you know knocks it out of the park or not which it, it actually is starting to increase now on views i don't know if you noticed that um you know even though it didn't like have a million in two days out of the gate um you know like I am still very proud of the video. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of our best videos. I think it's super fascinating, especially talking about the the profession of hosting, which I think is incredibly undervalued in in our culture. And I also think that the nature of our channel is we release less frequently than other channels do. And so sometimes what I do is I put so much importance on this video has to be the one to do whatever. Um that it harms my mental health and, and our ability to celebrate. Yeah, I think sometimes the fear of failure cripples us to perform on a release day. Like you releasing a video, like when, when you release a video at 8 a.m., we wake up that morning, first thing we do is we check, how is it doing? And if it doesn't skyrocket in the first 10 minutes, and I know you mentioned this already, it already feels like we've lost and you're like, Oh, well, we lost. We did it. It didn't work, you know. Oops. And I hate that feeling when it should be, oh, my God, people are watching something that we like made. Like one person watched. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> and I think that's yeah. part of the, the um, it's something I think a lot of YouTubers, when they hit a certain point, forget. We've all had a moment where we forget, man, there was one day when there was literally one subscriber here one person who believed in me that's who i'm doing this for you know those are the people who i'm doing it for for me this is actually why i enjoy the podcast you know mission this mission accomplished um i wanted something that wasn't based on views mm -hmm. that was fulfilling to me um we knew launching this podcast it wasn't going to explode it was going to be fine like compared to you know, a channel with 2 million subs, it was, it was going to underperform, but that's kind of where I wanted it. I, I wanted to, not that I don't want it to get views, but I wanted, I just wanted a, 
a, a more tight-knit community. Yeah, yeah. We, we wanted to be closer with our audience. And so that's something Twitch has been doing as yeah, well, which Twitch I love. Awesome. And man, that's like face-to-face -face almost interaction, which is really cool. Um, but I wanted a, a place to be creative and to fulfill me creatively, having fun, getting to talk with you, getting to talk, like take source questions from the audience and not worry about how yeah. many people are watching it and just have fun making it and uploading it. And once we upload it, just it goes into the ether and then we work on the next thing. And I think doing this podcast has been very healthy for both of us in that regard. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and for listening. We love it so, so much. It's a blast. We, we have a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, th thanks for watching this. Or I guess this is it. Are we wrapping it out? Let's wrap it out. Give us the outro. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode. It was really wonderful to get to chat through a lot of this and, and share some of this. I don't think enough people are talking about these types of things, specifically on YouTube. And thank you for giving us your ears and or eyes. Not sure if any of this discussion was helpful to you. If it was, great. If not, sorry. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much for watching. And if you made it to the end, congratulations. Mission accomplished. Thanks so much for watching. Bye. See ya.